It's time for the January 18th, 2013 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And, uh, you know, Mueller is pretty excited today. We mentioned uh, earlier on the show about the heat wave we haven't been having here in California. How people have been making fun of us yeah. because we're saying we're cold when it's 50 degrees. Right. Yeah, see? <laughs> but, yeah, but Mahler is excited. Okay. Today, he's going over to the uh, UCI Campus Recreation Center. And it's going to put in some laps on their pool. Oh, nice. In their pool, yeah. He's, they... he's figuring it's warm enough yeah, to it's, yeah. do a little dog paddling in there. He... I think they let dogs in. Well, yeah, and he could use it. He's put on, you know, he's getting a little hippie, if you know hippie. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He's getting, he, he needs to. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's that butter diet he was on <laughs> last year. He was on that butter yeah, diet for yeah. a while. So, yeah. yeah well, well, good. That's good to hear. But, you know, in, in that matter, even though we had a cold, uh, what was it, couple weeks. Mm, yeah. The year 2012 was declared the globe's, that would be the Earth's. The whole the globe, Earth. The whole the thing, the globe, yeah. The globe's 10th warmest since record-keeping began in 1880. So it was a pretty warm year last mm. year. The warmest ever for the lowest, lower 48 U.S. states. So it was the warmest ever in the United States. Right. On right. record. Right. And that's according to the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Climatic Data Center. With, an, with enough words, you can be impressive, too. Well, it is yeah. impressive. Uh-huh. It's very impressive. So this is not— Can they th- put any letters after that? Yeah, no, this, yeah. Wasn't, uh, this wasn't the Timothy Leary, you know, Center for Enlightenment and— It could have been. They just give themselves a new name. Okay. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the people at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Climatic It sounds very Data official. Center. Yes, it does. Okay. It's not climactic either. If it was the climactic, that'll happen later when they have the climactic data center. <laughs> that would have been a giveaway. That would have been a tip yeah. if, they, if they had, yeah, climax. 2012 center. also marked the 36th consecutive year with a global temperature above the 20th century average. Wow. How, how many? Say that again. 36th consecutive year. Whoa. So they had an average for the 20th century. And then... so. We beat it for the 36. I'm not a year. mathematician or a scientist, nor do I claim to be one. But that sounds like the world temperature is the warmer. warmer. Yeah. yeah, just a little. Yeah, there's yeah. sort of anecdotal evidence that the world might be getting a little warmer. And you know, things are getting crazy too. Yeah. It's not only that the world is warmer, but some places are colder. In fact, the worst storms in a decade left uh, Israel and Jordan under a blanket of snow. Really? Parts of the, of those countries. Wow. Parts of Lebanon were Lebanon were blacked out. And uh, people were generally uh, cranky. Well, that'll make you cranky. Freezing temperatures and floods claimed at least 11 lives across the region and exacerbated the plight of hundreds of thousands of Syrian refugees Mm. huddled in tents, camps in Jordan, Turkey, and Lebanon. So it was tough for them. The United Nations issued an urgent appeal for funds to help refugees in a northern Jordanian camp of Zatari, which was almost entirely flooded. This is crazy weather. Not only that, I mean, this okay. isn't. I'm not saying this is global warming. This next story is global warming related. Okay. But air pollution levels in Beijing reached 755 on a scale of zero to 500. Oh my God! Now, first question I have 
is, you know, if I have, I have a scale in the bathroom, right? <laughs> and it goes up to, say, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I step on it, and I weigh 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. How do I know that I weigh 350 pounds? That's an excellent point. Thank you, now, Nathan. So it can't be a scale of zero to 500, and, no. they, and they got 755 right. on it. Right. They, they had to increase this. This is, this is a news speak here for we didn't want to tell you the story of how they, mm. they actually had to increase the size of the scale. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> a leading Chinese scientist pinned the blame for Beijing's pollution on political stagnation and state-owned energy companies. Okay. Yeah? Okay. This is amid a public outcry over the hazardous smog that blanketed Beijing. His name, the uh, scientist, was Wang Yuxi, an atmospheric physicist who is a member of the government working group for haze reduction in Beijing. And part-time porn star. Could be. Yeah. Says the immediate causes of the frightening pollution, he called it frightening, Mm -hmm. were coal burning, car emissions, and a particular weather pattern that trapped the polluted air over the low-lying city. Only if reform of the political system is put on the agenda will the economic system and the environmental management system be able to catch up, Mm -hmm. said Mr. Wang. China's system doesn't work well. Leaders only set their eyes on the economy. Hmm. Well, it sounds so vaguely familiar. Yeah. Uh, where else <laughs> do people pay more attention to money than their health? Huh. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. This is also really unusual for this even to be happening, yeah. for, for a yeah. uh, distinguished scientist in the Chinese community to be pointing a finger at the politicians. Yeah, that is. That is. So we'll expect to read an obituary for Mr. Wang <laughs> next week. The world's on the... Brink of a, a new currency war, according to Russia. Okay. This is Russia is warning us. Okay. So they're, they're, yeah. they're ticked off. Yeah. As Europe, our European policymakers join Japan in, becoming, in bemoaning the economic cost of rising exchange rates. So this is just all going to be oh, crazy. Here. And now we're about to tr- test that system oh, yeah. by not paying our bills. Which, I love that. Which puts I love the full faith that. and credit of the United States of America in jeopardy, yeah. which has a ripple effect across the world in terms of currencies. Damn. And the reliability of said. So, go ahead. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's good times. Yeah, good times ahead. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the ongoing story right now is over in Algeria, where yes. hostages were taken. Yes. Tell me more. And uh, at the moment, we don't know what the hell's going on, and and neither does anyone else, for that matter. Apparently, it's an ongoing hostage crisis right now. Uh, <clears throat> there are, we're not sure how many hostages are being held. Right. We don't know how many the the uh, Algerian uh, military went in and mm-hmm. tried to free them. Mm-hmm. However, there are reports of between four and thirty some dead. As a result of that, some of them may or may not be hostages. And some of those hostages are reportedly American. Yep. There's a few. The French are the ones who are really doing the heavy lifting on this, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, but the kidnappers uh, call this a retaliation for the French bombing of neighboring Mali. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Standoff was described as one of the biggest international hostage crisis, crises in decades. Mm. And, uh, yeah, the hostage crisis in Algeria comes as French troops launch ground operations inside Mali days after their bombing began. And one other thing, they, the French uh, have asked us, the United States, for intelligence on uh, targeting yeah. intelligence, yeah. which sounds very, vaguely similar to Libya uh, in a way. We, we said we weren't going to provide any actual munitions, but we would help help them. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, I'm, who knows? This uh, this is 
does not pro- that does not look good for the people who are being held hostage. And uh, well, that goes true whenever you're being held hostage. You know, you're you right know, about. Not, it. I not thought like a that through. Yeah, when yeah, you're being yeah held really hostage. hadn't thought that through. Yeah. That's generally true. Somebody's taking you hostage. Yeah, doesn't look good. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't usually look good. look good. Yeah. The Israeli military has forcibly prevented Palestinians and solidarity activists from returning to the site of a dismantled encampment that challenged Israel's ongoing settlement expansion in the West Bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Israel forces uh, use stun grenades. Stun grenades. Those are the latest things, I guess. Mm-hmm. You heard of stun guns. I'm not exactly sure what a stun... I think what they're saying is, oh, we're not really going to kill you with one of these. Yeah. We're just going to stun you. Yeah. However, if it yeah. lands in your mouth, you'll be dead. But Well, and I would think if somebody was to hurl a uh, grenade in my direction, yeah. I would be stunned if I weren't killed. See you. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It lands in, <laughs> yeah. and it goes off, yeah, right. and, and oh I'm doing God. this. I'm patting myself down, and yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, alive. I'm, I'm alive. Pretty, pretty stunned that I'm. But still I'm alive. stunned. <laughs> yeah. uh, about 50 people were trying to repitch their tents in an area, uh, oh. in in our language called Gate of the Sun. Oh. It's a uh, E1 settlement zone in the E1 settlement zone. This on, is in the West Bank, and so we're just uh, going through the same old, same old there. This is where the uh, Prime Minister of Israel comes into play, Bibi, Bibi Netanyahu. Yeah. He has encouraged settlements and settlers, and this one particular settlement, uh, it happens to bisect the West Bank, which is really, the if this were to take hold and become permanent, yeah. it would, in, in essence, uh, do away with the idea that the Palestinians could have a united state in, on the West Bank. Uh-huh. Uh, without uh, some major upheaval down the line of Israelis moving out of this particular big settlement. Which they could is, tunnel which, underneath. Well, they could, they could always tunnel underneath. Yeah. And thought that, yeah, you're right. It's, never mind. It's not a big deal. <laughs> well, you know, we could, you know how they have those, you know. Yeah. Like a, Zones where, yeah. where animals can cross over right, and, right, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. I, not to suggest yes. anyone's an animal here by <laughs> no, any no. It's such a touchy situation. We, you, know, could, you can't say the word Israeli or Palestinian without having people like jumping to their sides yeah. and getting all worked up about things you before have, you even say a word yeah, about yeah. anything. Right. Well, yeah. we, we have been on the receiving end of a couple of those comments, you and I. I've taken phone calls from people that were, were very upset with you yeah. and I for that. For talking about Israel as yeah. being the police state of the yeah. United States and, yeah. and really yeah. kind of enforcing the yeah. Middle East so yeah. that we can suck it dry of their oil or at least How have a predominance in deciding where that oil goes. How dare you suggest such a thing? I know. It seems kind of apparent. I mean, just, just own up, yeah. realize that, and then let's, let's move on with this state business. Yeah. It's a whole separate yeah. issue. Great. I just real quick. If it's coming out next week, you get a chance to see the Gatekeepers. It's a documentary uh, about the last six heads of the uh, Israeli secret, uh, not secret police, but their intelligence operation called Shin Bet. And these guys talk openly and frankly about what has happened, what's gone wrong, and what, what they need to do to move forward. And it's more in keeping with mm-hmm. what Nathan Callahan just said than what you might assume it to be. Yeah. And these are the guys. And not to suggest Israel's not a police state. No, what no, I mean is that they, they act as the police of the United States right. to enforce the U.S. rule That's over right. that part of the world. Yep. All right. One of Somalia's most notorious pirates, Big Mouth. That's his name. Big Mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And announced his retirement. Oh. Kind of sounds like a Ren and Stimpy character, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, Big Mouth. Darn it. 
I really oh shoot. Yeah, he, he's retired. I have yeah. also been encouraging many of my colleagues to renounce piracy. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, you know what, you know, a Mark McGuire type of steroid <laughs> thing going on here. Uh, Big he was, Mouth said this was, at a press conference. He was juicing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd heard that. Big Mouth was juicing? I heard that. No, he was pirating. Oh, he's pirating, (laughs) Same thing, though, really. However, the U.N. monitoring group said last year pirate chieftains such as Big Mouth were being protected by Somali authorities from arrest. Mm. So this is all some sort of Somalian, you know, hoochie coup going Mm, on here. They said that evidence, they had evidence a diplomatic passport had been issued to Big Mouth as a reward for what Somali officials said was Big Mouth's involvement in anti-piracy activities. Oh, see, he's helping him out. Yeah, he's yeah. helping him out. Shoot. The UN said it remains skeptical about Big Mouth's announcement. Yeah, yeah. Pirate leaders are now increasingly involved in land-based kidnap for oh, ransom well, of foreign tourists and selling their services as counter-piracy experts. Well, so if you're a pirate, you tell you kind of squeal on the other pirate friends. Yeah. So really, when, when Big Mouth is telling people to renounce piracy, what he's really saying is, be careful or I'm coming after you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and what, what bumps me out about this announcement on part of Big Mouth is uh-huh. that really kind of blows up my uh, pirate fantasy team. I had a, we, we get together, we have a Somali you know, pirate league. Uh-huh. And we get together, we, and, and he, was my, he was my number one guy. He was my, he was my closer. Well, he, he, there, it might not be on, on water. Well, he well, might be pirating well, he on may be, land yeah, okay, now. And they right, don't well, call that piracy. I think they just call it robbery. Kidnap, extortion. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. That kind of stuff. The, the, the uh, ex-pirates are also exploring new types of criminal well, activity. See, there you go. Well, yeah. good. Well, the league lives on then. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you so don't worry. much. Yeah. Don't, don't be so upset about that. Yeah. Waller's <laughs> excited about this whole piracy thing. He's got his little oh. swimsuit on now. Well, he's You're got, looking good. Uh, it's a speedo. You know what? I hadn't thought about this before, but he did yeah, build an ark. He did. Yeah. 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 Uh oh, he's got that speedo <laughs> caught on a tree. Jeez. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's gotta hurt. That's gonna hurt. That's, yeah. yeah. Sorry. In England, preservationists were considering a plan to protect the eight hundred year old limestone structure York Minster. York Minster. You've heard of Westminster. Yes. This is York Minster. Yes. It's one of the largest Gothic cathedrals in Northern Europe. They want to protect it from acid rain by rubbing olive oil on it. They've used linseed oil in the uh, past, on, but but the uh, but linseed oil darkened the color of the limestone, uh, uh, and but it reduced salt permeability, but and stopped the porous rock from breathing too. So oh, you, you had yeah. this. So you get that rot, then yeah. after that, you start yeah, you have this yeah. kind of. It'll start. Rotten cathedral. Yeah, rotten cathedral. Oleic acid, which which is found in olive oil, is thought to preserve the stone without discoloring and simultaneously repelling rainfall, which can contain harmful elements. Oh, so you're goodness. you're just oiling down the cathedral. So, okay, <laughs> all right. Good. Uh, anthropologists suggested mm-hmm. that the abandonment of Viking settlements in 14th century Greenland may have been due to the population's sense of isolation. Not not that they just kind of... Lived in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, well, yeah, that's exactly why they left. It wasn't so much that anything else was going on. Mm-hmm. They were just sick and tired, said a Danish scientist, mm-hmm. of living at the ends of the earth and having almost nothing to eat but seals. Y- yeah. That would do it for me. And and it really wasn't much of a chick magnet either. You know what I'm saying? To be a Viking? And to e- be a eating, Viking. Eating seals, yeah. Eating seals, hanging yeah. out on the edge of the earth, basically. Yeah. Really not... They came down to Italy. Really yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, much better. You know, Canary Islands, let's say. Yeah, you know, Canary they're Island. they're just cruising along. 
They found that. Yeah. I, would, I would have stopped right there. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Do you have any other uh, international oh, news you'd God, like to go Oh, my God, I've been over? caught. Uh, no. I mean, you don't have to. No, i got yeah, plenty of stuff here. There's more, no, just stuff. You know how yeah. I am. But there's more uh, new cases of gang rape are reportedly oh, yeah. happening in India. As they, if this, they didn't have enough. Yeah. You've got to wonder uh, if that's above the average or we're just reporting them but, now. You know, that's honestly, that's a very good uh, observation because, yes, I do think that it now is on the minds and uh, in the in in their eye as to what's going on, what has been going on. Yeah. Uh, Syria continues more more death and destruction in Syria. Uh, it just looks more and more like um, Assad. I think we reported on this last week, gave a speech in which he talked about uh, his his idea of a settlement uh, between the rebels and his government. Yeah. And it basically said, I'm still in charge and you guys can go. Yeah. You know, F yourself. Um, wow. So, yeah. It was, yeah. It was it was very strong language. It was easy. Yeah, yeah. So more of that. Um, more uh, that's about that's it. All right. right now, very good. And <laughs> Mahler's still stumbling around after that. Well, Speedo smacked them between yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. yeah well, whatever you call them. Well, I know what testy he ca- clays. I know he calls them the testy yeah. clays. He calls them Thelma and <laughs> how, Louise. How that's did what that he feel, Mahler? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah that's what I feel after I've been hit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But is there anything else you'd like to do now, Mahler? Besides just growl and make a scene? Would you, Come on, Mahler. come on, Mahler. Would you like to do drones? Oh, would you like to do drones in the news? Yeah, <laughs> good boy. Well, you know, I was a little worried. Yeah. He was it didn't seem all that, you know, yeah, well, charged up, and then he. <laughs> oh, poor guy. He brought poor him around. Guy. I like that. Never seen a dog walk like that. Well, he's going to walk like that for a while. That's in it. drones in the news, the controversy over zero dark thirty. You know, they it was yeah. talking about all that stuff going on with <laughs> with uh, uh, torture. Yeah. Being the, uh, the first ten minutes or so of the movie is yeah, yeah. This is and I think this is I think this is all publicity right. using torture to get people to come see your film. Yeah, shame on you, Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. And now they're doing uh, the film's official Twitter account sent out a tweet that many interpreted as support for the U.S. drone program. The tweet uh, really yeah, the tweet read: To find a man in hiding, you need an eye in the sky. Learn about our specialized air power on. At military.com, yada, yada. Oh, wow. So that's that's another way of getting movie promotion going. And Promote drone. And yeah, Droning. Yeah, get yourself a... Droning. As long as they spell your name right. Yeah. Also, earlier this week, it was announced that the British military is planning to test a new stealth drone called the Tyrannus in the Australian outback. That sounds badass, this, the this, Tyrannus. Yeah, yeah, they always go for these yeah, predator type of names on these... Uh, Drones, but Tyrannus, yeah. yeah. So it's out, Australia's out back, eh? Yeah, in the spring. Okay. The Tyrannus, which will carry a range of weapons, can fly autonomously and faster than the speed of sound while using intelligent sensor technology. In other words, the drone will fly without direct human intervention of any kind. Wow. You just set it up there. It flies around. It looks for targets, and it's only then that a, that a pilot takes over and, and, uh, and guns it down. Let's say, for the sake of this discussion, Nathan, that one of them drones is flying around, and it comes up co- upon a carnival or a circus of some uh-huh. kind. A circus. And there's a whole bunch of people gathered around, and they've got people sh- shooting people out of cannons, right? Yeah, or fireworks. Or fireworks. Yeah. Things going up in the air. Yeah. And I'm it, just saying. It that, doesn't that, have the right algorithm going yeah, on. Yeah, somehow, it says, somehow, uh-oh, uh-oh, I'm being fired upon. There's a threat. There's a threat level five yeah. down on the ground well, here. We, people... we, well, then we bring out the pilot. Okay. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll be able to tell that you're in a circus, or he won't. 
Yeah. Okay. Maybe he doesn't like circuses. Well, maybe he has a fear of clowns. See, and that would be me. I would. Yeah. I would be. I would. You, if you, I were go, piloting go that clowns. drone, I would just be zeroing in on all the clowns in the yeah. car. You know how they stuff them all in that little Volkswagen? Yeah. That that thing would be gone. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Vaporize that baby. If the tests are successful of of the Tyrannus, it could be a game changer. Eventually, making traditional fighter jets close to obsolete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me? I'm hearing you. It's just... Traditional fighter jets close to obsolete. Okay. Also, the Defense Department is currently. Why don't? Where are they going to have? Uh, you know, like drone airlines. There you go. You know. Nice. I mean, who needs? Who needs pilots in They're the probably sky? Probably paying those guys a couple hundred bucks a flight. You know, they what probably I'm already have them. And we don't know. Well, the, the, going back, remember in the development yeah, of the drone, stewardesses. The big you know? thing for the development of the drones were getting them to land on an aircraft carrier. Once yeah. they kind of they, they've done they, that though. Now. Once yeah. they had that down, they just said, "Okay, we don't need pilots." Really, that yeah. was the that was the hard part yeah. for them. So yeah, you might be right. Airlines. Welcome huh. to pilotless airlines. The Defense Department is currently negotiating with the Afghan government to sell its military helicopters, airlift planes, and other hardware like drones. That would be the U.S. Defense Department selling drones to the Afghan government. The weapons packaging does include unmanned systems, said uh, Lieutenant Commander William Speaks. Mm -hmm. But don't expect the Afghans to suddenly get predators. That's our top-of-the-line drone. Mm -mm. The iconic uh, armed American drone, the Predator, can stay aloft for an entire day until it takes out a, um, you know, whatever it needs to take out with a Hellfire missile. Target. Target? Okay. Target. The Afghans will likely get the Raven. Ooh. Which doesn't sound like... It's not a Tyrannus. No, and it's it's not a Predator. It's It's a a Raven. It's a Raven. It's a four-pound hand-launched surveillance drone that can fly for about an hour. Oh, see. And it fires a missile called Nevermore. Yeah. See, that's that's their missile. That's pathetic. Yeah, that's sad. Also in Drones in the News, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Patrick Leahy who is uh, from Vermont, as you know, a Democrat there, said that there is concern about the growing use of drones by police to conduct surveillance. Very good, Really, Patrick? Patrick? Have you been listening to Weekly Signals? Oh, I'd say for the last four years or so. (laughs) I think there could be a significant threat to the privacy and civil liberties of millions of Americans, he said in a speech at Georgetown University Center. He's all over it now. Yeah, well, good for him. Yeah, I'm glad. This is one guy out of all the others who are pretty much ignoring this. Yeah. Um, really a sea change in, in the way we yes, use our airspace. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Leahy argued that sacrificing privacy will not make people safer. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. And also, a Florida Senate panel has voted to ban state police for use, from using drones. <laughs> they voted to ban state police, period. That's it. <laughs> End of story. Wow, that's, yeah. that's news. Okay. No, uh, to ban police from using drones to spy on citizens. Several exceptions to the ban will ensure that Florida's skies will not be uh, drone-free, but uh, the Freedom of Unwanted Surveillance Act, the Freedom of Unwanted Surveillance Act, Freedom From, there we go. There you go. Will limit law enforcement's ability to use drones to gather evidence against suspects. Any such evidence would be made inadmissible in a court of law, and citizens would be able to sue agencies that violate the rules. Excellent. Well, there'll be ways around that. Yeah, of course. You know, they'll so. they'll get all the information they need, and then they'll 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 back up, and they'll go in and say, "Well, we got, you know on foot," and yeah. say, "We got it when we went in on foot." Right, like, yeah. right, right. 
Or there'll be that that scene from you know every episode of Law and Order where the oh, yeah. where they the cop pleads with the judge, "I need this judge, yeah, Judge Judy, I need this drone, yeah, or people will die." Yeah, that's then, on TV and, though. Oh, oh, that's yeah. on TV. Oh, yeah. That's not real. Life. It doesn't happen that way. Uh-uh. Oh, okay, no. never mind. Okay. Here we go. All right. I domestic. know what you're going to get. Yeah, domestic. Let's do Are you ready? Yeah. I'm very curious what uh, Nathan Callahan thinks about all this, but go ahead, please. You mean guns? Guns. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just I'm the whole idea. about guns? Well, no. I, I, we, you are often, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, you, you're against the grain on many of the things that I would maybe assume that you were. And I'm oh, just no, no, no. I've always Remember, I've always said I, I'm in favor of gun control because I want to protect the rest of you from me. <laughs> See? Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, what happened this week that's of note? That's not a threat. It's just, you know, I, I'm i not really sure what I do. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, tell President us, tell us. Obama yes. formally unveiled his proposals to reform the nation's gun laws more than a month after the shooting massacre at Newtown. Mm-hmm. Obama called for reinstating the ban on assault weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that would be Ronald Reagan's assault weapons ban. Yeah, right? that would yeah. be Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that crazy that, lunatic. That was called constitutional by uh, Scalia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, so, so th- these this isn't exactly a liberal ruling n- here, am no, I, right? No, yeah, no, no. It's, a, it's an that assault weapons ban. Ronald Reagan, that that bedwetting liberal, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, and they're also going to ban high capacity ammunition magazines. Eh, makes sense to me. These are not the type of magazines you see in the newsstand, oh, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. they're the kind I've... they slam into the gun. They're, okay. they're packs of packs. bullets. They, they, yeah, they call yeah, them drums. Are... That's sometimes drums? what they're referred to drums? as drums. drums. Drums full of bullets. Drums. Expanding background checks for gun buyers. They're mm-hmm. going to do that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Okay. Is there a reason you don't want this no, to happen, no, Mike? No, yeah. not at all. I'm just uh, improving the delivery of mental health services. Now I'm against that. That's something I could get behind. Yeah. Okay. That, you are? Pre- oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I okay. Know, yeah. Well, all That's right. I'm one. in favor. And allowing <laughs> schools to hire up to this is the controversial one: schools to hire up to a thousand school resource officers and counselors. This is the uh, per, per school. A thousand per person. I, I, this, I'm reading the news here. Okay, the news right. doesn't give that type of information. It seems like a lot. I know it does. <laughs> this is bigger than most schools. Up to a higher, up, up to a thousand. Okay. So if you have like maybe a, a grammar school with 20,000 kids in it, you can hire a thousand. Okay, you can have a thousand. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't seem out of place at all. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and this is where they go. They're, they're to the NRA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, am I wrong here? Uh, go ahead. I mean, you, know, you mean the, the thing about hiring? Uh, cops? Yeah, resource yeah. officers. Yeah. Well, you know, they throw the counselors in there to distract the liberals. Yeah. Yeah. Resource officers and, and counselors. Counselors. And counselors. Yeah, the, What's a resource which officer? Could, which he could be both. Yeah. He could be walk up. The cop could walk up to a kid and say, "How you feeling? Knock it off. Okay." Yeah. Knock it off, or I'm going to knock you into next week. And that's kind of a therapy. That's yeah. a sort of a session of yeah. sorts with a, with a kid. And, uh, uh, yeah, so it'll straighten up. Anyway, right the up. Brady campaign for, to prevent gun violence, which is the big, anti, or the big uh, yeah. gun control group, they really thought it was uh, hot stuff, yeah, well, Obama's proposals. The ACLU, meanwhile, were concerned about uh, this 
The cops. Yeah, the cops, the resource officers. We fear neutral-sounding safety policies, such as putting more cops in schools, will lead to the over-incarceration of school-aged children, especially students of color and students with disabilities who are disproportionately arrested and prosecuted for issues that would normally be handled by school administrators. And that would be something I'd be concerned about. And actually... If you have a school full of cops that really, for the most part, are not doing anything to prevent a uh, a shooting. Right. I, my, my guess is, right. you know, they don't happen that often, really. Right. In fact, they've they've happened less over the last decade than they've they happened decades previously. There there was a study not that long ago, before Newtown and and yeah. all of it, uh, that said exactly that. Yeah. That in particularly in urban centers, when cops were often called to schools, often these kids were arrested. It went on their record, and from that point forward, they there was a big hurdle for the, these kids to overcome in instances where, as you just said, would generally be handled by a school administrator or there'd be disciplinary yeah. action and the rest of it. I learned a long time ago that if you go to a surgeon uh-huh. for care, yeah. he will cut you. Yeah. If you bring a cop into a situation where there is some need for adjudication and or he judgment, he will cut you. Yeah. I mean, he will. He does what he does. Yeah. People, cops do. This is how they're generally wired is to is to arrest people or... Yeah, you're putting them in a situation yeah, right. that, that uh, maybe you don't need to put them into. Well, and if you bring him in and he doesn't do something, yeah. then and something happens, he will feel... He will be held accountable yeah. for for not doing... Right, not you arresting are. and all the rest of it. So. Meanwhile, the chief... Meanwhile, the chief executive of a Tennessee-based company specializing in weapons training... Mm-hmm. Had his gun permit revoked after posting a rant threatening violence. Yes. Should the federal government impose new gun control laws? So what he said in his post, James Yeager of the firm Tactical Response. By the way, he said this also on radio. It wasn't just yeah. a post. He actually, I've seen him say this. Yeah. Go ahead. He vowed to start killing people. Yeah. Those are his words. He vowed to start killing people if gun laws are passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he's made. He also made some references to the Obama administration. And by the way, did I you understand his strategy? You, you understand his strategy? Yeah, I mean, you need. You, you, but then again, it kind of falls in on itself. I mean, you know, the, the strategy is: Just, I need my guns to protect myself from people taking my guns. Yes. But then again, we need gun control to protect ourselves from people who think they need to protect themselves from other people taking their guns. Yeah, and who openly <laughs> and uh, unapolog- unapologetically claim to kill. They'll kill people if yeah. someone takes their guns up. Yeah. By the way, uh, this is one fun factoid. Uh-huh. A study uh, not that long ago also came out that said that if you have a gun in your house, you're 43 more times... 43 times more likely to kill or injure someone in your household than you are likely to uh, uh, dissuade an intruder. Well, for the most part, too, police don't. Police police want gun control. Yeah. They what they usually do is when you go to a robbery, the first thing that gets stolen are the guns. Right. I've I've experienced maybe four or five robberies in my neighborhood in my whole life. Mm Mm-hmm. And every one of those had people who had guns whose guns were stolen. Mm-hmm. That, that's what a gun in the house usually serves as, is just a way to give 
criminals, more guns. And, and I think this may, might, I'm going to say something that will probably reinforce what gun advocates would say is the reason to have a gun. But police are often concerned that when they show up to the scene of a crime uh, where criminals are active in their crime, that they may out, be able to outgun the police who are arriving with, with wep- military-style weaponry, yeah. right? That is a concern that they have. Now, I've heard gun advocates say that's exactly why we need guns, because if the government ever tries to impose a tyrannical rule, yeah. we'll need to be able to match their firepower. I mean, and, and that's a fairly yeah, extreme position. That. Well, that, and it's a fairly I'm, – I'm not saying that – I'm not saying gun owners all believe that, or most of them do, but there is a segment of the, the gun – population, if you yeah. will, that believes that they need to have the ability to outgun the military if they were to ever um, try to take over yeah. somehow. So, The judge overseeing the pretrial hearing of alleged Army whistleblower Bradley Manning ruled the government must prove Manning wanted to aid the enemy, yeah. as prosecutors have alleged. In other words, they have to prove that Manning uh, posted the documents on WikiLeaks uh, Knowing that they'd be seen by members of Al Qaeda and then be used against be material support yeah. for Al Qaeda in their yeah. in their activities. Yeah. That's actually well. I mean, I'm no legal expert. That sounds very good uh, for his defense. Yeah, no, point. absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, that's not the you know, reason. He, he, uh, he actually uh, carefully selected documents he knew that would not harm the United oh, States. There you go. Okay. Yeah. This week, also, his defense attorneys argued for the case's dismissal on grounds that Manning has been denied the right to a speedy trial. <laughs> By the time his trial begins in June, Manning will have been in detention for 1,101 days. That's nearly 10 times the maximum allowed by military rules between arrest and trial. It's about I think they have a good case at that. The late Internet freedom activist, Erwin Schwartz, co-founder of Reddit, was laid to rest at a funeral near Chicago. Schwartz killed himself last Friday, weeks before he was to go on trial for downloading millions of articles provided by the nonprofit research service JSTOR. Or STOR. He was facing 35 years in prison, a penalty that supported supporters of Schwartz called excessively harsh, I'll say. Yeah. Well, did you, now, you're more uh, internet-savvy, computer-savvy yeah. than I were you familiar with him? Did you know a bit, of him? Yeah, okay. I wasn't you know, yeah. a fan or anything, but yeah, yeah I, I was okay. aware of what he was doing. Yeah, Reddit and yeah. and are the are, he he came up with the original RSS, uh-huh. right? Uh, which was which has been key for people to get information, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a a big it was a big part of the development of the internet. Yeah, they've also said that he he was uh, I I think a uh, one of his. Defense attorneys warned that he was uh, someone who may commit suicide. Yeah, and and, so. and someone on the uh, uh, on the prosecutor said, "Well, then he'll be safe in prison." <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, goodness. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, I didn't know uh, of him. Uh, Thirty-five uh, I mean, years for for posting things that that were part of a nonprofit organization. Right. Does not exactly constitute a huge crime. Right. I mean, it's. I don't know what else to say about that. Not 35 years in prison. Well, Uh, sort of it, you know, after the fact, I guess there was a Zoe Lofgren of California, Congressman from California, introduced a measure that would essentially modify the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act to omit terms of service breaches. So, in other words, uh, the things that he was being charged with would not have been. uh, It's severe. Severe. Yeah. Nearly severe. 
President Obama ruled out a new round of talks with Republicans on raising the government's limit in return for cuts to government spending, which uh, so he's going to cut government spending. In other words, he'll look for ways to uh, play around with Social Security and Medicare Medicare. so that uh, the, the borrowing limit can go up. This does not sound necessarily good, well, I, but it I, shows this sta- stalemate that the Congress is in, too. Yeah, well, I, I had heard earlier that he had said that he's really not going to negotiate on this, yeah. but it's distressing well, to hear. Well, that's negotiation right there. Yeah, I was going to say it's distressing <laughs> to hear this because he does this quite often yeah. and much much to my uh, – uh, whatever. He, uh, yeah, he does this. He negotiates with him. So, yeah, concerns. Thank you. I don't know. Um group of leading climate scientists called for President Obama to reject the Keystone XL oil pipeline. As you were saying, you know, Obama will switch yeah. on things many times. Uh, the uh, climatologists, uh, in an open letter, the scientists, including NASA climatologist James Hansen, write, we hope as scientists that you will demonstrate, that would be Obama, will demonstrate the seriousness of your climate convictions by refusing to permit Keystone XL to do otherwise would be to undermine your legacy. Yeah, yeah. This, this this habit of negotiating with himself, giving up things before he's even really entered into yeah. a ba- uh, political battle with the other side, is very disheartening and dismaying. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't understand it. I just yeah. do not get it. And this is something that's too important to negotiate with yourself about. Uh, you, you really need to stand your ground. It does look like he's going to approve it, which is... I'm sure will create quite a political problem for him, yeah. I, hope. I hope. Europe, I'll... India, and the United States and Japan have all grounded Boeing's new 787 Dreamliner, which isn't good for Boeing. No, it's not. That's not a good sign. That was that was their uh, was... flagship. That was yeah. how they were going to make money, and now they've got problems. Well, yeah, just including, cause it... uh, there was one that caught fire. Yeah. It was parked in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, so what? Come on. Uh, a group of representing CEOs, the Business Roundtable, and these are CEOs of the largest corporations in the nations, in nation, including the biggest banks, retailers, and insurance companies, is calling to raise the retirement age to 70. Yeah. This sounds like it might coincide with uh, cuts that Obama was saying he would do in order to raise the debt limit. 70. 70, yeah. And they're going to plan. They're they're planning to lobby Congress about this. And that won't happen. Yeah. They, I mean, they could raise it to yeah. sixty-seven or something, but seventy will not will not fly. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has declared a public health emergency in response to a flu epidemic that's spreading across the country. Yeah. So look out for the flu. You stay away from that, Mike. The flu. The flu flew over there. Yeah. Sort of. Indiana lawmakers were considering a bill to make the teaching of cursive mandatory for school children. They oh. they pulled it, oh. and now they're making it. You know, this is 2011. They thought, ah, we don't need cursive, but now they're saying yeah, people need to write. Yeah, come on, it's it's eye hand coordination, if nothing else. Do you write? Do you handwrite much still? You do because I see you write a lot. You you tend I to use my my hand to write. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you for myself. I know there's a lot of people who my brain. who do not write anymore. Yeah. I mean, and not nearly. I my, myself. I find that when I, it's 
it doesn't come quite as naturally as it once mm-hmm. did because I'm not doing it as much. But, yeah, it's important. Also, in important a continuation stuff. of a story we did uh, last week about a survey on the popularity of Congress. You remember that one, Mike, yeah. right? But Congress was found to be less popular than Headlice and Carnies Cockro- and the rock band Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelback, yeah. which is yeah. appropriate. Well, we forgot to mention that there's a, a brighter side to the story. Congress is actually more popular than mm. some things. Mm. Uh, they would be Ebola, meth labs, and communism. Well, wow. so that's something to build on right yeah. there. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm excited uh, yeah, about me too. that. Me too. We're better than Ebola. Yeah. And this is my favorite story of the week. A new study A new study has found that an infusion of feces from a healthy person into an ailing person's gut was significantly more effective than a traditional antibiotic treatment, raising hopes that the unconventional approach of introducing someone else's poo into your small intestine could one day help combat obesity, food allergies, and a host of other maladies. The study published by the New England Journal of Medicine demonstrated that the fecal transplant cleared up a recurrent bacterial infection far more reliably than the routinely prescribed medication. In fact, the transplant was so successful that the research trial was ended early so that patients in the control groups could be given the remedy as well. Ew. As a a treatment for recurrent clostridium Deficuli. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nicely done. Infection. Yeah. An ailment that affects nearly 1% of patients hospitalized in the U.S. and plays a role in an estimated 100,000 deaths a year. Wow. The transplant had a 94% cure rate, three times greater than for those who took only the antibiotic vancomycin. Wow. Yeah. So this, they, what oh, they've done is... Fantastic. Uh, yeah, what they uh, usually did was... Uh, uh, mixed poo from a healthy person with a saline solution, yeah. kind of strained it so, you know, the chunks would get out. Yeah. And then put it nasally into, they snake the tube down your nose yeah. into your small intestine. Uh, you could also do it up the other end. Yeah. And that, that's that's a well, possibility. It, but it's, it's something cheaper, a little, I think. Right, probably cheaper to go that way. But something to which the poo is more familiar territory, I would think. It would be much more comfortable. Coming up the rear? Going to the other, other Well, direction. it goes down your nose, though. Yeah, that's you true. Know, I mean, it's getting you know, introduced. I, I just want to know that. I just want to talk to the guy who thought this up. Like, hey. Well, it was, it was, uh, wait, it's been around for a while, a, okay. but it was thought of as kind of a, an extreme practice. Yeah. But it's had such success rate that We're, it's what, Did we talk out. about this on, on the last show, the pandas? The, 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 the panda? I remember a panda story. There was a story about how... The blood from pandas has this a remarkable curative uh, property, and yeah. they've now been able to synthesize it. But apparently, pandas—it's—it's uh, it's been very effective antibiotic in certain, um, you know, certain diseases or yeah. cases. Panda where blood, panda, panda blood. blood, and poo, and poo. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I like this. I like medicine going in this direction. Yeah, me too. And uh, I've got a finally here. Well, real quick, some good news. Another, I think, what I consider to be another news item that's uh, good. Uh, Maryland, the state of Maryland, is apparently preparing to unveil a measure that would ban the death penalty. The governor, Martin O'Malley, said the death penalty is expensive. It does not work. And for that reason alone, I believe we should stop doing it. Uh, this week, I'm going to be proposing well, uh, and it, legislation. It deprives to... us of the ability to humiliate the people who were stupid enough to kill someone else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, look how stupid Charles Manson looks. Yeah, you're I right. get such a great time of looking at him. I know he looks so pathetic. Yeah, he'd just be dead and and turn into some martyr. Yeah, I mean, he already is turned into a martyr by yeah. some people. Yeah, no, are, but less you know, so. Yeah, the longer so. he lives, the less so. He yeah, looks the... like a raving lunatic, which he is. And I just look like a pathetic old. Yeah, can't say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And finally, 
Yeah, yeah go ahead. And finally? Yeah. You sure about that? Well, yeah. And finally, Pennsylvania State Police said a man twice tried to kill himself on Interstate 79 in southwestern Pennsylvania before going to work. Yeah. <laughs> the unidentified man first tried to end his life by jumping out of a moving vehicle that was driving him to work in Cannonsburg. That's about 15 miles south of Pittsburgh. Okay. About a half an hour later, the man stepped over a guide rail into the path of a tractor trailer, which tried to avoid the man but knocked him out of his shoes. <laughs> yeah. Witnesses said the man jumped up, grabbed his shoes, slid down a hillside, and walked to work. 